Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Dawn, and I'm sitting here with my co-host and my husband, Travis. Yeah, we're back. We're so glad that you guys are with us, and it's fun to be here with you, Dawn, and to just catch up with everybody. We're doing this a little bit different this week. It is actually Friday night. We never record on a Friday night, but we had a fun week. There was something special that happened this last week. Right, and that's part of why this episode is titled 30, and we'll get to that in a little bit of why it's titled 30, but a very special title and a very special week, one that will go down in the books. Yep, we'll remember In our history books. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. As we've mentioned before, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard us talk about how we have unique weekends. We are off on Thursdays and Fridays, and when we don't have projects or anything crazy big to do with work on our days off, then we just generally play a lot, we don't do, we, yep. <laughs> yep, we have to balance work and play. We work hard in the week, we play hard on our weekends, but then we also have to remember we have a house and things to take care like, of around here. Yeah, stuff to like keep up on yeah. so it doesn't fall apart, but it kind of feels like adult recess often. Well, the last two days, I, I think of last night in particular, you asked me, you looked at me, you said, hey, what do you want to do for a date tonight? Yep, we and we had out. loosely planned something and I said, well, let's let's just change it completely. We want a whole different direction. And it was super fun. I took you to a restaurant that has $5,000 hanging from the ceiling. And again, Crazy restaurant. May yeah. have talked about it mm-hmm. before because it's one of our favorite restaurants. The burgers are to die they for. They have amazing burgers. It's called The Nook. I think the place has been around for like 80 years. Yeah. It's straight out of like uh, 1940s or 50s. But then they have a bowling alley in the basement. Yeah, like four or five lanes. Small bowling alley. And the world's greatest French fries. I mean, they are to die for, but that our our date didn't stop there. We jumped in the car. And again, you had said, hey, let's just do whatever you want tonight. And so I took you up on that offer. And then I drove you to Nelson's Ice Cream in St. Paul, Minnesota. And the Nook is in St. Paul, but we just went another mile or two and we had an epic amount of ice cream. I must admit, you had the epic amount. I didn't order one. I ate some of yours. Because I was so full from this burger and fries and Diet Coke, which were amazing. So the thought of ordering my own ice cream at this particular ice cream shop, because you order a small ice cream and you guys, it's like a mound, a mound of ice cream. It's so crazy. So you know what I did last night, which I do quite a bit, is I just ordered a waffle cone with nothing in <laughs> it. Empty like, waffle empty cone. Empty waffle cone. <laughs> I couldn't think about eating more ice cream. And then I actually just took a scoop from your mound of ice cream, put it in my waffle cone. And so I had a very small portion of ice cream, but it was so good. It was so good. And a beautiful night, I think 85 degrees. And so we had a chance to walk around the lake and it was just so fun. Yep. Now, of course, that's not the only date we had this week. No, we had and we two wanna, dates this week. Yeah, we want to get into why this episode is called 30. Something special took place on Monday, partly why we didn't put out an episode on a normal rhythm or time that we would have day, um, but we went to a really cool place. I'll yeah. let you unpack that for everybody. And why did we go there yeah. too? You know what? We woke up Monday morning and we looked at each other and we said, happy anniversary. <laughs> we did. You guys, it was our 30th anniversary. And I think in sync, we both looked at each other and said, crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How could it be? 
30 years. I honestly feel like I'm still 19 years old. I don't know where that those 30 years went. We kind of act like it sometimes too, but uh, yeah, 30 years. That's like insane and crazy that it went by so fast. Crazy that it's so many years, but also crazy because of all the wild experiences you and I have had together. Yeah. Mind-blowing stuff. We are completely different people than we were 30 years ago. But you know what, you guys, we weren't able to necessarily go on a big trip. We're going to celebrate in a few weeks. We're going on a big trip to Maine, um, Maine New, to Hampshire, Bur- New Hampshire, and Boston. Boston. Um, but we it's a busy season at church, so we just waited a few weeks and we'll go and celebrate it. But we still wanted to celebrate the day, yes. the actual day on Monday when it was our 30th anniversary. So it was so much fun. You made reservations at a very special place yes an incredible restaurant a restaurant where i had my first steak when i was 16 years old you took me to this restaurant it has a waterfall in there great steak i had never been to an adult style restaurant like that where yeah, you had we, to dress up we got dressed up oh. you had a beautiful dress on i had a suit and a tie on yep back then i think i was 17 going on 18 such Crazy. a fun restaurant well we went there i was just it was so romantic you made reservations we went there and i had the most amazing i didn't have a steak this time the most amazing pork chop, like phenomenal pork chop and vegetables and bread. And oh, it was so good. It was unbelievable. And the walleye that I ordered was incredible. Yeah. Blackened walleye, but so delicious. I don't think I'll ever forget that meal. because no, it's and like, creme brulee, like with oh, a right. candle in it. Like that was great. <laughs> it was so good and such a great meal. But after 30 years and then the, the, the restaurant we were in, you know, from 30 years ago, but we got to celebrate on Monday is gorgeous. It it's is. still unbelievable. with like a waterfall and a huge wall of glass so that you can see right outside across the street from a gorgeous lake. It is amazing. And that was a fun and very special uh, anniversary. Yeah, very special. I'm glad that we were able to go back and reminisce again 30 years ago, thinking about that restaurant even and where we sat. We remembered where we sat and like looking at each other and going crazy. Like, how did we get here? How did we end up? And I must admit, I'm glad I'm a different person today than I was 30 years ago. Me too. And that's part of why this episode is called 30. And because we talked about our anniversary just now, but also because you and I want to just share a few things that we learned over the last 30 years. And of course, this isn't all of them. And we've done this once before. And you know, 120 episodes, but we thought this was a great time to stop, to look back and go, hey, Don, what did you learn? Or for me, what did I learn in the last 30 years? And so we're going to just share a couple of them. This won't be a long episode, just a couple things that we happen to think are pretty important. When you asked me to write down three things that we've learned over the last 30 years, I had a hundred of different (laughs) things that we have learned over the last 30 years. And this podcast would be hours long. But I just sat and I thought, you know what, these are really important things that I have learned. And they're just three. We each gave each other three. But I think they're priceless and things that I wish I would have known a long time ago. Yeah. And I think it's important not that you can't learn from a couple or other people that have been married for three weeks, but we have been married 30 years and there are a few things. I mean, we've got some bumps, some bruises, maybe wounds, maybe scars, but we've learned some things. We're a little bit smarter. It doesn't mean we're the smartest couple, married couple out there, but but man, it's kind of fun to look back and go, yeah, I learned this through my stupidity or I learned this through, through the wisdom that God has given me. Okay, so I'm just going to break the ice and I'm going to throw out my first one. You can go next on, but 
Here's the thing. When I was sitting there thinking about what I would share with you guys today, I immediately thought about, and you you know this to be true. I'll just state the obvious, but think before you speak. Mm, Good. But here's why. Words come out and they never come back. Right. And I think that words are like seeds. And you can have really good words that encourage and build somebody up and they might run off of those words. Man, I think of some great teachers that I had when I was younger, great mentors in my life, and I'm still running off their words of encouragement. I'm still built up and confident from that. But in marriage, there are also those words that are like seeds that are negative Mm -hmm. and tear your spouse down. And you can't ever get them to come, you know, to get back into your mouth. And, And then they sprout up these roots of, maybe bitterness or frustration or a lack of confidence in the marriage. You know, my first thing that I wrote down when I want to discuss, actually, I'm going to play off what you just said. And it has to do with words. And my thing that I've learned is that words bring life or death. And just open up your mouth and choose to speak words that bring life. I love what you said, Travis, that we can't take back those words because they truly do bring life or death. And I have to go back to what the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21. It says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. (laughs) And the key words here to me in this is you You choose. Choose Choose what you do with your words, you guys. They're so powerful. Life or death. What are you going to do when you open up your mouth? And honestly, we have that split second decision if we're going to let something foul or, you know, bitter or angry come out of our mouth or if we're going to let it be loving and kind and fruitful and encouraging. Yeah. And I I think right away, too, as I thought about it, the thing that popped into my mind and and you and I have talked about this a lot, uh, but I think that in marriage, you should talk like a stranger. And what do I mean? And, And that sounds, you know, kind of odd, but Think of how if you're generally a good person, you're a nice person, when you meet a stranger, you're wanting to make a good impression. You're wanting to smile and be friendly, you probably look nice, whatever, but you reach out, you shake their hand, and you say nice things. You talk in a nice way. And and so really what I'm getting at is never forget civility. Oh, I yeah. think that um, there's an old saying, it says familiarity breeds contempt. And I think because a husband and a wife can live together for three years or 30 years, they can start to maybe take each other for granted and then speak to each other in a not so civil way, not so kind, friendly way. And so when we just remember, wow, my spouse deserves to at least be treated as good as what I would treat a stranger, but of course, a hundred times better. So if you ever fall below that level of of talking like a stranger, then it's time to really, um, you know, take a look at yourself and your communication. I love that you say that because I think sometimes I'll say something to you and I'll stop and I'll be like, wait, I would never say that to my coworker. Right. So why would I say it to you? And I have to remember, I need to talk to you sometimes like a stranger. Sometimes I talk to strangers better than I talk to you and that's a fault on my half. I have to make sure that I don't let that come out of my mouth. Yeah, and I think it's just we get so relaxed. We We know each other so well and it's kind of like natural to just let it fly and we've got to be careful. The next thing that I feel like I've learned and something we've learned and something that drives me nuts actually is this. You have to make sure that you don't live in the past. I think that's something that we did when we first got married. And Travis, some of your stories went over and over again, or you brought up the past 
And we just looked at each other one day and we're like, we got to stop living in the past and allow God to make all things new. We have to let go of what was and trust that God has more in store. You guys probably all know people that maybe just live in the past. And you know what happens? They get stuck. They can't move forward because they keep looking behind. But allow God to make all things new. Let the past go. Yeah, that's so good. And my last one, my three out of, you know, as we sat here and and are talking through this, my third one would be this. Be the first to offer an apology, forgiveness, or a willingness to make up. Never wait for the other person. As I think back at some of the things that I've learned in 30 years, these are some of my favorites. And again, be the first to apologize. Be the first to forgive or have a willingness to make up and reconcile, get back with each other. I feel like if two people are always waiting for the other, then it's never going to happen. And they're just going to give each other a cold shoulder for three days or maybe three years. I appreciate this about you. I have learned a lot in this area. I've had to grow in this area because I don't feel like I'm a stubborn person, but when it comes to offering an apology or asking for forgiveness, I'm usually not the first one to do that. And that's something that I've learned from you. You are very quick to offer an apology or ask for forgiveness where I have to process things more, but I need to just be quicker with that. And I'm thankful. I know I've grown in that area, but it's obviously still an area I need to continue to work in. All right. The last thing that I have learned in over 30 years, just one of many, that you wanted to share with everybody, was this, two broken people can still make a beautiful life in marriage. Yeah, you may have to overcome some things, but man, God can still use you if you're willing to be used. I just look at my past and where, you know, how I grew up in the environment I was in and I was very broken. And I look at your past and the rough things that you went through as well. But God was able to take two broken people and we created a beautiful marriage. Is it flawed? Yes. I mean, have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Do we have bad days all the time? And I hope you guys know, like, we know that marriage is hard and we don't have a perfect marriage. There we have days that we are at each other's backs. We're, we're frustrated with each other. But man, God can still use us if we're willing to be used. Yeah, and that's part of why this podcast is called Loving the Fight. It's not about fighting each other, but loving fighting for your marriage, for one another, and against all those things that are trying to come against marriage and extinguish the love that we have for each other. It's so cool to be able to sit here in this chair next to you and look at you and say, wow, we've grown up together. Crazy. Because we really have (laughs) different seasons of life. 30 years. So many memories. Good and bad. And I honestly would never have wanted to do it with anyone else but you. I know. I was thinking about you the other day. And I said, if a time machine appeared magically in front of me and gave me the option to go back and be young, no way. I'm not going to do it because I'd rather be here after 30 years of successes and failures and the incredible kids and grandkids and family that we have. But those memories in that marriage is amazing. It is. Absolutely. I don't want to switch a thing. With that, you guys, we just want to encourage you Don't give up. Keep loving the fight. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.